is Amanda. And this is Chris. And this is Vocal Perspective. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Vocal Perspective. I'm Chris, and I'm here with my co-host, Amanda. Hello. And today we have an amazing guest for you. I'm so excited. She's been, we always say she's been on the list. We have so many lists of all these people, but truly. <laughs> the um, list is never going to end in the, case the anyone list, was worried yeah. that we are going to run out of people to talk to. <laughs> it never ends. But what's cool is when Amanda and I's lists sync up, because Amanda and I, two different backgrounds, for so many years, we never cross past. And I think that's something we should talk about someday, Amanda. But today we are talking about somebody who has inspired, encouraged, amazed us. Her name is Miss Samantha Tramac. I know her as Sammy Tramac from way back when. Welcome, Samantha. I'm so happy to have you tonight. How are you? Good. Yeah. How are you? Hi. It's great to be on the podcast. Thanks for asking me. You're so welcome. I mean, by this point, we would have normally seen each other three or four times this year, might have sung a little bit, but we have seen none of each other for almost two years or more now. How have you been? How's it going? I'm good. Yeah, I'm teaching and I'm still singing. I mean, we just kind of started singing up again recently. A lot of us live in the same house, so that helps. But besides that, that not much has changed. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Samantha Tremack comes from a huge family of acapella singers, notably in the barbershop world. That's where their acapella genius lives. But they do a lot just in acapella in general. So most of you are likely not familiar with Samantha and her awesomeness as much as Amanda and I are. But Samantha, let's go back to the very beginning and your ripe old beginning in acapella. How old were you? What's your first memory of getting into acapella? Oh, goodness. Well, I know that my my parents met through barbershops, so they... Mine too. Well, not mine too, but they got married at a convention. Oh, close. Oh, yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, they met at a show. They sang together and that's how it started. And so it was like, oh, okay, that's great. My first memory would probably be actually I remember being in the middle of ringtones and euphorics and they were singing I can't even remember what song it was but they were singing a song and I was just I put myself right in the middle of that and I was like I want to be in the middle of this and listen to everything that's going on and so I I just remember that all of the sounds there I remember and... a time when you were around and I think it was ringtones, euphorics and hot topic. And we were all singing, uh, I want to be around. Oh, I yeah. I learned that it was one of those times and you had learned it or something. And then like you jumped in and we were all like, oh, my gosh, who's this thing? And I think <laughs> how old would you have been around that time? Oh, gosh, six, seven. Yeah, because I would seven. have like been like 19. So long ago, like a whole lifetime. But your talent screamed very loud then. You could tell that you had grown up in the style, but you had also could tell that you had a little something special that gave you this confidence that no young girl or young person even at that age in my life ever had. So talk to us about what it was like being young and amongst an amazing, you, you were a part of that chorus, right? At a very young age, which chorus remind, tell the, yeah, tell the world about your chorus. Yeah. So it's New England Voices in Harmony and we're based in Nashua, New Hampshire. And yeah, I joined that chorus. So we have two audition processes that we have to pass in order 
order to become a member, you have to do just like a vocal assessment and then you have to do a quartet audition. So I passed my vocal assessment at six and then they made me wait until I was nine to have my <laughs> quartet audition. Of your life, that must have felt like eternity. Three yeah, years. I was, I was like, wait a minute, I want to just do it now. And my mom was like, okay, you got to hold on because we, we're not ready for you yet. And I was like, fine, okay. So I, you know, would go every week. And then when I was nine, I, I had my, my quartet audition and I sang just, you know, one of their chorus songs. I did all of the choreography with it too, because I knew it all. And they let me go. They let me pass. So I was like, <laughs> okay, good. I, I can join now. Yeah. And now I'm actually, I'm co-director with my mom of that chorus. So that happened actually just over the pandemic. So, you know, Congratulations. thank you. <laughs> yeah. A, this is such a cool connection we're making, Amanda. We just talked to Morgan LaCroix and we were talking about how she took over the directing in Montreal City Voices, but then just recently stepped down after an excellent run. But she was saying how you'll never experience anything like directing your home chapter or the place where you first got your footing and your wings, you know, so talk, I'd love to know, hear your take on what has it been like? I mean, you're in a pandemic, it's a quarantine. So this is a completely different world. Yeah. But I mean, tell us a little bit about how it's been to step into that role. I mean, being next to your mom as a co-director, anyone would dream for that. But it's been amazing. It been for you? Yeah, so I actually I started, I was kind of an assistant director at one point before the pandemic, I would just do warm ups kind of every week. And that that was going for a while before I was assistant director. And then I kind of moved into that position when they were like, oh, she's kind of doing a lot for the chorus. So maybe we should give her a title. And so they put me as assistant director. And then my mom was like, because she directed with Debbie uh, Borsari, who is now, oh goodness, them Debbie Florida, Dodge. Right? Yeah, Debbie Dodge. Debbie Dodge. And they co-directed for a while. And so when Debbie stepped back, it was just my mom and she was doing awesome. And she loved being the sole director and having all of it kind of filter through her. But right before the pandemic, about February time, she was like, hey, so I've been thinking about this and I didn't know if you were interested in co-directing with me. And so that's kind of how that started. And the whole music team had already talked about it. And I said yes. And it's really been, it's been crazy, but it's been quite lovely, actually, with we've been doing Zoom rehearsals kind of every week since the beginning of the pandemic. And we get to be on one screen and just we banter back and forth it's kind of like a rehearsal but we're kind of just like talking kind of like a podcast it was kind of yeah like but it's like what you want rehearsal to be right you want to be the only ones talking yep. and you want everybody else to be on mute like that's what I've been telling people we're going to be missing from zoom is this oh yeah button. it's a magic thing for yourself <laughs> I know that Chris and it's also a magic thing our for Bella Nova director will miss the mute for sure yeah well it was weird to begin wasn't it like to have everyone yeah. on mute you're like hello Bueller like is anybody, anybody there <laughs> well, like they're yeah. there and unlike school teachers talk about like all of our members turn on their cameras. Yeah. They're all there. Yeah. But I'm always like, are you frozen? Is it getting through? Like, yeah, it's, it, mm. it's fun too. Cause now we watch and we know the people who will react to certain things that we say. And so we're like, ah, I got a laugh from you. And it's really, it's quite uh. fun. Cause then we, we pick on people. We're like, oh, Karen, I saw you yawn during that one. I guess we're going to have to do it again <laughs> and different things just to keep it lively and, and keep it fun. We've been having a lot of fun doing that together. And we recently started rehearsing outside 
and yeah so that's been great and and if uh, you guys you probably heard her mention that she's from the northeast so they had to stay inside a little bit longer (laughs) than the rest of us some of us were getting out in march and they were shoveling snow so it's yeah they've it's been a long time and they go back inside earlier than we do it gets colder so they have a short outside season and it's because it's either raining buggy or snowing so we we started doing this carmony we called it carmony where we had microphones and headsets that people would sit in their cars and we'd tune into a radio station yeah yeah and i'll i'll sing through that so we started doing that not too long ago but we're just kind of getting back to the outside of course the first rehearsal we just had our first rehearsal outdoors and it was raining of course it was (laughs) people people came and we're like you know what rain or shine we're gonna sing so we had some new people that we hadn't even we hadn't seen throughout the pandemic too that came just to sing in person together so that was great i feel like women's choruses that I've observed, and Amanda, you can speak on this maybe because you've seen a few others as well, have adapted to the Zoom rehearsal and how that feels to them way better than my male counterpart choruses that my male chorus that I direct. I think for, well, at least for Bellanova, which was, and then I was in a church choir that was mixed during all of this. I feel like Bellanova kind of caught on that you couldn't do things the same way. You had to do things differently. And for us, that ended up being, you know, we had voice lessons. We had guests. We hated the singing part. We felt like it was depressing us. So we're like, you know what? Let's just have social hours. Let's do other things that bring us together, which is the part that we missed the most. Whereas I feel like a lot of, yeah, a lot of the men's choruses were like, nope, we're going to do it exactly the way we did it in person. It's just, you're going to be on mute and at home. Yeah. And if you really think about what we do in rehearsals, and I, I hope that this is another positive that's come out of being in quarantine, is that you can figure out ways to be really efficient in what you need to say and what you need to talk about. And then you realize that like only about 45 minutes of what we need to do at rehearsal has anything to do with us instructing. The rest is doing. So my chorus was like, why are we sitting here for three hours with each other? Like, I don't want to be here for three hours talking at each other. The only reason we get together for three hours is so we can sing. Yeah. How is that? Like, how how has your chorus embraced the Zoom? And then what are you hearing now that you're getting back into real? Yeah, so our Zoom, we, of course, you have to change it all the time and you have to figure out the right length of time to sing and to socialize and to do all of fun things and and all of that stuff. So we we would basically sing through a song and then we we would give feedback that we would normally give. And so like, I remember us singing it in person and saying, Oh, yeah, well, I remember basses, you need to think about this during this section, it'd be kind of just like a reminder, like, Oh, yeah, do you remember when we talked about this? Let's try and incorporate that this in this next run through. And so we'd give like one or two pieces of advice to sing and then we'd sing it again. We did do a lot of breakout rooms where we had smaller groups. We tried to do the whole big conversation <laughs> thing where everyone talks doesn't work very well. Too many people doesn't work. So we we split them into breakout rooms and would have, you know, 20 minutes of just socializing and just chatting in the middle of rehearsal. We did this getting to know you is what we would we would do that every time we'd sing it. And we would have each person just give five, 10 minutes of just telling us their lives and telling us all about them. And I actually learned a lot from members that I thought that I knew really well, but realized that I didn't actually know everything about. So we did that for every member. And some people even put together like a little slideshow presentation oh with gosh, pictures. Of, of course their they lives. did. 
This is why I love Harmony Inc. Because of course they did. <laughs> when is the last time you went to a rehearsal and anybody said, hey, tell me about your life? I you, know. You one person sitting right there. And how many members do you have in the chorus? Oh, we've got probably about 30, 35 active members. Yeah. So it's Yeah. So you're not going to rehearsal and be like, all right, we're gonna take yeah this 115 <laughs> minutes and talk about everybody's, you know, exactly backstories, right? But that's what this gave us an opportunity to do. And now that member is connected. You own a piece of their information and and they've given it to you all as a gift and they've taken yours and now it's a tether between the chorus and that's something your chorus has done so well and it leads me to talk about your quartet because not only are you an amazing chorus member and chorus director but you have had the privilege of being lots of quartets and a recent champion they were my, my first um, champion well they were the returning champion the year that I got involved with Harmony Inc so you will always be the first queens in, in my mind aw. well and it's they're big shoes to fill because this is a family through and through regardless of blood three of them are actually related but this is a family and it is unlike anything that you'll ever watch when in terms of four people who know how to sing together but not just knowing how to sing they know how to sing together and I think that this tether idea is where it leads me to ask you Samantha like how do you keep that relationship so strong and not just like crumble I mean some of us have been in quartets it rocks you this is your family this is like my mom and any of my sisters we would last about five minutes before we started shouting and someone <laughs> be like out. for the betterment of our relationship we must end this now there has definitely been rocky moments in the quartet and I remember being at where we were judging some sort of like quartet palooza kind of thing and we were in the bathroom and my sister and I just were getting at each other's throats. And our tenor cat is the one that's not blood related. She's like, okay, guys, you need to stop right now because we're in a quartet. I understand your family, but you need to put that aside for now because we're singing and that's what we do. And so we were like, oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, you're right. Okay, sorry. And so we kind of shut that down. But we've had a couple of times where we have to remind ourselves, okay, well, family matters aside, we have to sing now and we're going to be together as a quartet and it's like, like a whole the, different it's not the family come first you know in a way like you know yeah. normally you're like family comes first it's like in this way it's the like quartet comes first we will fight <laughs> yep. we will fight later yep. we will fight at home yeah exactly you know, we see enough of each other quartet now yeah so we do a lot of just we kind of put a different hat on when we get into a quartet mode like my mom and i we're in a new quartet too called new Q. And so it's the two of us that sing together. And it's a totally different environment, even though just because my sister's not in it, it doesn't feel like it's a whole family quartet. I mean, it, I do feel like we're family with Kathleen and with Linda, Linda Noble, but it was of course, friends yeah. for life, right? Like I've been, yeah. you know, but that's what I was saying. It's like, it is easier because you do have that. Well, at the end of this, I'm going to go home and decompress and figure it all out you could not leave three of the other members. And I got to thinking about good thing Kat is the person she is because it could have been so hard to be like, well, I'm the one over here. Are they talking about me? Are they happy with me? Absolutely. You know, but you guys are, yeah. I mean, that's the one thing I don't think I've ever seen in any of the groups that you've ever been in has been very much drama, Sammy. So yeah. I think that's kind of- Yeah, with Kat, something... I babysat her boys every Monday. So it was for years before- 
taken for granted. So we, I would babysit her boys and yeah, since they were born kind of thing. So that's kind of made us family in that regard. And we, they would come over for dinner sometimes like the whole family. And so it was kind of like a family quartet and she knows she's part of our family. And yeah, there's, there's no change in that. <laughs> Right. And we just we had some previous guests and we were talking about how important it is, regardless of its hobby, regardless if it's professional, that you have to have that relationship. It doesn't matter. Like it's kind of the nature of the beast when it comes to singing and when it comes to being in a group and having that relationship with each other to be able to say, yeah, we're going to put that aside right now and we're, we'll come back to it because you will get close enough with some of these people who aren't in your own family that you could never walk away from them and they're always going to be in your family. And so it's important that you learn how to resolve that. Have you ever sung, how many groups have you sung in where you didn't have a family member with you? Or one. You, one? Or two, two, actually two. That's there were awesome. two quartets. My very first one, three and a half. I was the half because I was nine. I was my very first quartet. And yeah, so that was one with just members from my chorus that I sang with. And then I sang in a Sweet Adeline quartet, Sounderella, that didn't have family members. But that's it. Just those two. Yeah, it's incredible. So, you know, we see the ride for a lot of quartets. You know, some come in and win right away, Chris Adams. But (laughs) many quartets will come in and we'll see them in competition for a few years. And then they win. And then sometimes they're usually pretty active the year after they win. And then they tend to like fade off into the distance. But what is taken for granted? I mean, you guys, I think you did an album. I think we play it on Akaville. Yeah. What other kinds of things do you do after you win your crown? So we are in the process of making a second album, which is... Yes, we're very excited about that. Well, we laid down a lot of the tracks pre-pandemic and our voices have now changed (laughs) since then. (laughs) And we're like, okay, maybe we'll have to redo some of these recordings. But we also, because of the pandemic and the opportunities we've had with the Barbershop Harmony Society, we've made a few videos, music videos. And I think we plan on continuing to make more music videos like that. And our- Excellent, love it. Yeah, our hope is, I think, to try and make a video for every song on our second album that's ambitious but i will yeah we're like okay that's a lot but we'll try that's gonna do it why do i have a feeling it's gonna be yours and it's your own timeline you know what i mean like thank goodness we don't work for like a recording company or anything i mean right am i right (laughs) yeah thank goodness we don't have record deals or anything to worry about so we just do it on our own time but no i mean again it's your art it's your family it's your legacy and i think that is a beauty that barbershop brings to acapella as well is that we bring a lot of legacy. And yeah, it helps that my dad does a lot of the audio and that my husband does all the video. So it works better that way. Cat does a lot of video editing. And um, actually, so one of our songs on the second CD will be Rhapsody in Blue. And mm-hmm. so we that's already been recorded. So we're good with that. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. So we've, we've been thinking that we'll try and actually get to New York to try and do a music video for it and have Cat dad who makes movies he's a movie maker <laughs> so he wants to take on that project and make it a movie so like we have all these ideas <laughs> you, you mentioned bhs and taken for granted has been a really good ambassador for harmony inc in terms of getting out into the world going beyond the little bubble the little love bubble that is harmony inc so what has that experience been like for you guys it's been 
Wonderful. BHS has been so welcoming and, and warm to us. And we did go in 2017 to the international contest, which was a lot of fun. We performed on the World Harmony Showcase. Now it, we've been asked to be on Midwinter this past year and to do the video for international. Midwinter is so fun. Yeah. <laughs> so we did videos for that. And um, we were asked to do um, an afterglow, but a few of us got sick, so we couldn't do an afterglow for international but i hope that we'll be able to continue with our fun interactions with with bhs and keep that connection alive and i think we hope to compete at bhs as well at some point when things open up <laughs> i know i wonder how that's going to affect I, I mean they've been in the works planning for a while for mixed and female quartets to come in it's going to be interesting to see if the timeline changes now that we've had to skip to internationals in person. Yeah, so I, I know that my mixed quartet as well wants to, to compete. So that's with my brother and my sister and my husband. So, you know, also family quartet. <laughs> There's but, no escaping um, being a Tremac. <laughs> and it doesn't hurt that they're all so stinking talented. Like if they were my family, I'd be like, you're not singing with anyone else. I would be so offended. I would need to like sign contracts, like to be like, but you're coming back, right? Like they don't get you forever. They can borrow you. Yeah, my sister's in a new quartet by herself and well by herself, not like with she's no not saying that. <laughs> she has other you know, She is yeah. that talented, but I mean yes. we do have to have four parts live. Yeah. We can't be of course, of course. No, she's singing with three people that aren't Trey Max, but we're a I little want, sad about that. There but. needs to be a name, like the not Trey Max. I don't know, <laughs> Trey Knots or like I don't know. Like So I mean, a lot of people, especially in the barbershop world, will recognize you and, and your family. What about outside of barbershop? What is it that you do? Who are you outside of barbershop, Sam? Well, I'm a music teacher, so keeping music alive. <laughs> I teach, well, I just last year and the year before, half the year, I taught K to eight. So kindergarten all the way through eighth grade in two schools. I traveled every day between two schools. I just got a new position closer to home in one elementary school. So I'll be first Yay. to fifth grade. I mean, as, awesome. as exciting, I've done it. I did it for 13 years. And as exciting as it sounds to be able to teach K through eight and to get like, were you your own feeder? Was it, did it happen to be your own feeder school? Like, did you feed your own middle school? Yeah. Or was it yeah, so, yeah, it was. You know, and it sounds like a yeah. dream. It's just not. <laughs> it is hard. That travel, you're, you are not paid for that. It's your lunchtime or whatever it may be. I mean, it's just, it is not awesome. And having one home and, and being able to land as a teacher is really awesome. Thank so you. congratulations. Really and those students are blessed. <laughs> well, in the classroom, how does your barbershop background, do you use it in the classroom? I mean, I do. So I have a fifth grade lesson where I, I teach all the different uh, genres in fifth grade. And so I teach barbershop there. And I think that one's my favorite unit, <laughs> of course. But yeah, I teach the barbershop unit there. But I also think that because of acapella and barbershop, I've got strong in, in my sight reading. And so being able to just sing something just by looking at it and saying, oh, okay, I know how to do that. 
that's been super helpful as a teacher. So it's yeah. higher level is almost required sometimes at a lower level of teaching yeah. because you have to be that much less. I hate to put it out that way, but if you're going to be teaching young students, you have to be better than they, the, as limited as they are, you have to be as advanced as you know, they are limited. And so it's like, as you get to the middle level, you know, you can kind of maybe not be as strong of a sight reader, but you know, you're teaching kids who are going to teach you better. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't know. I'm not trying to say that, you know, be a lesser singer, but come on. We know people who get a blanketed degree and they teach voice and they teach strings and they teach band regardless if they want to. And so elementary music is a lot harder to do than people give it credit. The level of singing and the level of ear training that you are responsible for yeah. is pretty awesome. Yeah. So I, right I do band have... and chorus and the general music there. So yeah. And the drama. I'll do drama club too. <laughs> so, so they're going to have K through five, you said, and they're going to have band, band, chorus yeah. and drama. Yeah. Can I, know, I go I back go to, to elementary school. school, please? Like <laughs> I had none, none of this. We were lucky if we got art for six weeks or nine weeks, because we shared our art teacher with another school. So we would get art for nine weeks and then they would flip with the like choir teacher. Aww. Like we would get, it was crazy, yeah. right? I'm so, wow. That's so cool for your students. That's awesome. And where, where that's is this be again? Remind me what Hampshire. I swear. I don't know if they live in the UK or if they live in New England because her brother's moving to yeah. Manchester. Mm -hmm. Pretty sure She's all in of London the towns in New I'm Hampshire just... are named after towns in England. Yeah, we like it that way. All right. Well, Sam, it's been lovely to have you on this show. We've wanted to have you here for a long time. You've had a very busy year, you know, taking on all of these new things and you're a newlywed on top of it all. So we are excited to have you here, but I'm most excited to see you when we all get back together, hopefully in New York next year for International. Yes, I'm so excited. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a blast. Oh, Thank you. And I'm going to be on the lookout for all of those future video oh, projects. Yes. Hold, we're holding you to okay. it. All right. Well, that's it for this week and we'll see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday.